Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about responding to the machine identity crisis, and it's my pleasure to be speaking with Jeff Hudson. He's CEO of Venify. Jeff, thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, Tom. Glad to be here with you. So, Jeff, you have declared this machine identity crisis. Explain this problem, please, and why it's so overlooked by security leaders today. So let me give you 30 seconds worth of context. There are two actors on a network. Tom, you know this. There are people and there are machines. People get onto the network by logging onto a machine and they use usernames and passwords and maybe biometrics to do that. Those are their identities, human identities or usernames and passwords. Then every machine that talks to every other machine needs to do the same thing and identify itself with the other machines. Because if it doesn't, how does it know if it's talking to a good machine or a bad machine? They don't use usernames and passwords. Machines use machine identities. And the problem is that the bad guys steal identities. And the bad guys are stealing identities, human identities all the time, and now they're starting to steal machine identities to use in their attacks. And we, as an industry, spend $8 billion a year protecting usernames and passwords, human IDs. And we're just starting to even realize we need to protect machine IDs in the same way. So we invented the technology that actually protects machine identities from forgery and theft and use and attacks by the bad guys. And so the crisis is people are not protecting machine identities just like they are protecting human identities. That's the crisis. So, Jeff, talk to me about how the threats to machine identities have grown, and where do you see the biggest security gaps because of this growth? So, again, a little background, because if you think about why is this big gap today, most people that are involved in securing networks have been doing this for a while, and there's a, there's a set of thinking around a network isn't in and of itself protected because it's got a firewall around it and machines join a network and it's sort of a closed system. Well, over the last just five years, if you think about it, we have had an explosion of mobile devices that attach to networks. We are seeing cloud workloads and all kinds of clouds now become part of networks. IoT is becoming part of things. Virtual machines, containers, microservices, these are machines are all becoming parts of networks. And so what people have typically thought about is, well, I know what this network is, I'll put a wall around it. But that wall is gone and there is no more wall, there is no boundary. And, And so the problem is that all things, all actors, humans and machines need to be identified so you can tell do they, can we connect to them or not? Not are they part of the network? And so the gap here that's developed is one where in the world where there was a boundary, you could kind of protect things. Now there isn't one, but people haven't shifted their thinking to understand truly there is no boundary. So that's really the gap is. Now the bad guys actually really understand this and they're exploiting this delta between the way it really is and how people are still thinking about it. Jeff, is it fair to say that in an era of expanding mobility in IoT, that these threats and gaps are only going to increase? Uh, And you can add to that cloud workloads, containers, 
and in the not too distant future blockchains. And to say that the gap is going to increase is a huge understatement. The number of machines that are being added to the world that we know is going up almost vertically right now. And the way we think about it is still, well, humans are in charge of these machines. Machines are tools that humans use. So if we trust the humans, we can trust the, the, the machines. And that is just clearly not true anymore. A lot of these machines, the virtual ones, are being created by other machines. And so the question is, how do we trust these things? And the, the way we do is we give them an identity and we say, okay, now you're part of this, this domain. You've, you've got an identity. And then we protect that identity. If it ever gets stolen or, or forged or misused, and we replace it, just like we do with usernames and passwords. So yes, it is getting worse by the second. And I'm, this isn't the sky is falling, and this isn't sounding alarm. Uh, these are actual facts. The number of machines is growing, is doubling kind of like every year in the network. The number of humans on a network is almost flat. So, Jeff, if you were to boil it down and articulate this, what would you say are the biggest security risks regarding machine identity? There's really two. One is having intelligent visibility about the identities that are active or that are or that are out there that purport to say this machine belongs to this network and therefore has these accesses or these authorizations. So it's just intelligent visibility. What's out there that's that wants to connect to the network or is connected to the network? What's it doing? So it's intelligent visibility. The second one is then the ability to automate any changes that need to occur. Now, changes are twofold. One is at inception, spinning up a new machine, getting a new identity for that machine, knowing it comes from the right source, knowing tracking it, making sure that the life cycle of that thing is well understood. That's really important that that's automated. And here's another gap. Most humans today think, well, I'll get a machine identity the way I did five or six years ago. Five or six years ago, it took three months to get a server up and running. Today, a bank can get a thousand servers up and running in three minutes just because of the virtualization and automation. So the whole way we deal with these machine identities has to get humans out. So boil it down, intelligent visibility, and then automation that's informed by that intelligence is how to deal with these identities, whether they need to be replaced or not. And then if they do, replace them in mass. Jeff, for the past week or so, the news has been dominated by stories about Meltdown and Spectre. How did these incidents relate to machine identity? Meltdown and Spectre are, two, are, are an example. They're, they're sort of the same kind of vulnerability. They're a side channel attack where one process in a memory space can access another process in another memory space. They're supposed to be separate, but the side channel attack allows them to get to each other's content. Well, in a memory space, there may be a key, a key material, some secret, something. And with this vulnerability, there are attacks that can reach over into a memory space and suck out a key, for example. And this is unbeknownst to anybody that's running the system or even the, the, the machine itself. I mean, these things happen. This is yet another example in a long line of vulnerabilities. The most famous 
recent one of which was Heartbleed, where all of a sudden we find that the machine identities that we thought were safe because they were in a machine have been exposed to a vulnerability, have been leaked out, are potentially in the hands of the bad guys. And when that happens, what you have to do is you have to know where they all are and then you have to replace them all. You have to, just like usernames and passwords. If you think for a moment that somebody stole the list of all your usernames and passwords, what's the first thing you do? You replace them all, right? You, that's what you would do, Tom. I know you would. The minute you, somebody says, hey, LinkedIn had all their username, all their passwords stolen, what do you do? You go change your LinkedIn password. Well, if for, for whatever reason you think that there's a chance that your, your certificates or keys were stolen, what do you do? replace them. And so this is an example of why people have to have intelligent visibility, know where they all are, and then be able to, in a second, within minutes, actually rotate them all out and put new ones in place so the bad guys can't use them in attacks. So it's, a, it's proof of why machine identity protection is critically important. This is going to keep happening. And there's nobody that claims that it's not. It's going to keep happening. So being able to remediate or fix these problems immediately in an automated way is like the most important thing. Uh, Jeff, you've done a great job outlining the issue here. I'd like to have you talk a little bit about Venify now. What are you doing to help organizations get a better handle on machine identity protection? So the, as we've sort of outlined here, this, this is all happening at machine speed. These are machines talking to machines and humans are in the middle of the process. Why? because they have been for the past five or 10 years, they're, they're useless in this process now because all they do is slow it down. So humans have to get out of it. These are machines talking to machines, machine identities. And so the, the, probably the, the biggest value we add here in protecting these things is automating this process so that the whole life cycle is automated from inception to retirement of that identity so that humans don't have to be in there. Humans slow things down and they also are a vulnerability in and of themselves. It's much easier to, to trick a human than it is a machine, as we all know from phishing attacks and stuff like that. So we automate and we provide intelligence and the intelligence has to do with, is this identity one that, that we sanction? Is it one that we know about? Is it one that has the right attributes on it? Is it one that's, you know, an attribute would be like, you know, how we can have strong passwords and weak passwords. And machine identities, you can have strong identities or weak identities. There's different characteristics, but it's the same thing. Does it conform to our policies? Did it go through the right workflow? Do we know where it's been used? Is it being used in more than one place at the same time? So very few organizations today are able to detect if the same machine identity is active in four or five places. If your username and password was active in four or five places, Tom, what would that mean? You can't trust any of them because you don't know who's Tom, right? Same thing with machine identity. So it's a real, um, real important to have that intelligent visibility. So those two things coming together, we, at the, in the bottom line, is we help world's largest corporations protect their machine identities from theft and forgery to be used in attacks. Jeff, in your role, you get the opportunity to speak with lots of security leaders. 
what are your recommendations as far as the core questions they need to be asking their own organizations about their exposure to machine identity compromise? So had this conversation three times in the last two days with leaders of some of the world's largest corporations, security leaders of the world's largest corporations. And I asked them a question. I said, so if you thought your machine identities were compromised, how long would it take you to replace them all? And they get uncomfortable and I look around and the, the two questions are, do I know where they all are, first of all? And then the second one, is their process automated so they can be replaced? And some of these large corporations have millions of machines and millions of machine identities. And it's, it's really important that they be able to replace them very quickly. There's a really good example of what's happening now this is ha this is sort of a slow motion train wreck that's happening right now but recently google told the world that they're going to stop trusting symantec issued certificates which are machine identities in the google chrome browser very shortly so all companies that use symantec issued certificates are going to have to replace those and it turns out that a lot of companies don't even know where they all are. All these semantic-issued certificates are in their organization. They have to find them all, and then they have to create new certificates, non-semantic certificates, and then replace them. And so it's fascinating because we talk about Google semantic, and what Google's done is essentially invalidated semantic certificates, not unlike if, if a bad guy stole or broke into Symantec and stole all the certificates, you'd have to replace them all. But it's just happening here on a worldwide basis. And it, it's funny because corporations are waking up to the fact, gee, I better know where all these things are and be able to replace them fast. Because with Google and Symantec, there's, there's notice. There's notice and time to prepare and do it. With Meltdown and Spectre, there's no time. You have to do it now. And this is only going to get worse as the number of machines goes up, the number of identities are out there. This has to be automated. You have to have intelligent visibility. Well, Jeff, you anticipated my next question. I wanted to ask you about Google and Semantic and how that supports what we've discussed. Uh, leads me to another question. Given what's happened here, what do security leaders need to know in 2018 about certificate authority agility? Well, it's, it's back to that same issue. You've got to know where everything is. So for a given certificate authority, whether it's and, and, and just for those who don't know what a certificate authority is, it's a place you go to get a, a certificate. And you can have your own in-house. So big banks and retailers, and all, almost all corporations have their own place where they issue certificates that belong to them. And then they put them on the machines. And that's how they keep track of the machines that are authorized to do things on their network. Um, or you could use Symantec or Entrust or uh, Digicert or one of those. Anyway. Any one of those is subject to being attacked or compromised in many different ways. And in any case, all certificates, you need to know where they all are, all machine identities are, and then you need to be able to replace them. What's happened is because of the vulnerabilities and the increasing frequency of these vulnerabilities, people are expiring certificates on a shorter and shorter period. Used to be that certificates would last for three years, 
So the validity period would be three years, like a human driver's license. We're seeing companies now issuing certificates that last for hours. And the reason for that is if it only is valid for a certain period of time, if it gets stolen, it can only be used for a certain period of time. And so with that, that causes even more need for automation and visibility on this. And so what security leaders need to know is you got to be really agile. You got to be able to move fast. You got to be able to know where things are and automate the, the replacement of something that goes bad. And um, things are just going to keep going bad with a greater and greater frequency. The final thing is all security is predicated on identity, knowing what people have access to data or the network and knowing what machines have access or, or make up the network. And if you don't know those two things, you can't have security. And again, a new way of thinking, which is machines are very capable now, much more capable than ever before. Pretty soon they're going to be driving cars, right? replacing humans. We're going to have to give them identities, which scares people a little because all of a sudden a machine needs identity, a human needs identity. Does that mean we're equivalent with machines? This gets to a fundamental problem that we all have, which is can we be replaced by something superior? People don't want to think about that, but they have to. And so this is the foundation of all security is identifying the people and the machines on the network. And, and that's, that's what we do. We help people do that and then protect those identities. Well, Jeff, that's very well stated. I appreciate your time today, and thanks for giving attention to a very important security issue. Well, thanks, Tom. I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk with you about this, and I uh, look forward to talking again soon. We've been talking about the machine identity crisis, and I've been speaking with Jeff Hudson. He's CEO of Venify. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.